Does Naomi like things spicy? You should ask her. I'm going for effortless impression, trying to be effortless. Uh -huh. Oh, good, you're home, because Clive is making his very famous chicken in Voltini. Oh, sorry, I've got plan. No worries. Oh, yes, worries. Uh, Clive has been slaving over a hot stove all afternoon. Well, 40 minutes. I wanted a really lovely foursome tonight and not a threesome. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJK Conveyor. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We overanalyze episodes of the Aussie soap Neighbours. And we have just come out of isolation. What a time. A, re a, a rebirthing. <laughs> yes, yes. It's the renaissance. Neighbours renaissance. A new era. We are socially distanced in the Pirate Net studios. I'm Vaya. I'm a, well, I was a TV writer. Well, I'm, no, I'm a TV writer who can't suspend disbelief. I submitted um, some work the day I went to get induced for labour. So... I'm having it all, and I can't suspend disbelief. I have CJ, fellow hot mess mum, over here, Catherine Jones. Certainly hello. do. Hello, everyone. Kate at Remude on Twitter. Hello. Hi, everybody, and a special hi to baby Dr. Carl. The fourth neighbour is here. He's literally attached to me <laughs> on the outside as opposed to on the inside when I last was on the podcast. Um he was born on the 24th of May. His name is Remy, but we, from here on out, will refer to him as Baby Dr. Carl. Um, and he's a champion, unlike his namesake. <laughs> he's good at all things, a bit like his namesake, but yeah. he's good at them. Have, have you tried him with the Makita yet? <laughs> Not yet. We'll have to get one of those Fisher-Price Fisher -Price versions. <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, thank you to the two of you for holding the fort and continuing to hold the editing fort while I'm in in what's the word <laughs> indisposed. Considering what what you achieved in the last fortnight, it doesn't seem like a big deal, no. hey? <laughs> but you know, you achieve it, but it's not like you have a choice. You've just got to roll with it. <laughs> yeah, as my mother says, what goes up has to come down. Yeah, Whew, that's hectic, guys. Why didn't you warn me? Speaking of hectic, you have a new podcast. Oh yeah, this is Neighbours Council business, by the way. Business again. Uh, yeah, alongside the arrival of Baby Dr. Carl, I have a new podcast called The Daily Baby. Just look up Daily Baby wherever you listen, where you're listening now to Neighbours. And it's just a few minutes a day, snippets from my life with a newborn. And because you have such a beautiful, distinct name, because I'm dyslexic and the word daily is difficult for me, mm. I just searched Vaya. So Great. that's another way to. To find it. That's oh. the way I found it too. Oh, yeah. good tip, guys. Thanks. Um, and you know why I'm doing it? Mainly because people said I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Oh, spite is the best it's motivator so in motherhood. Good. I spoke to so many other producers and mothers who were like, oh, Dal, go easy on yourself. Don't worry if you can't do, get that done. I'm like, okay. I'm I was going to say, if you asked CJ and I, we probably would have said exactly the same thing as them <laughs> as well. So. But... Yeah, I mean, I must say I quit smoking because somebody said I couldn't, so <laughs> I'm for that as a reasoning. <laughs> um, what an amazing community we have, the Neighbours listeners. Lovely Matthew Rimmer on Twitter, you can follow him. Um, he 
instigated a video message on behalf of the Neighbours community. A message from hashtag Nedbers, Ben Hall, to congratulate the me on the arrival of the baby. And I just, I must say that I've never got a cameo myself. Not that I got one. But um, <laughs> I, because we know... Ben, and because I just saw like a, a genuine nature to what he was saying, and so firstly, it was just so cute of Matthew to do that. But I just love that it was Ben. Perfect, you know, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. It was lovely, and it introduced cameo to a bunch of my mates that had never heard of it. And then by the end of the week, my friend Louisa had organised a message for her friend's fortieth from Mrs. Kim from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I need <laughs> Mrs. Kim. I could get her to record um, the rules of my house yeah. for my child because she was yeah. a strict lady. Hundred bucks, yeah, that's a bargain. Have you guys heard of the um, what Ash Williams did? Okay, neighbours R- Rory Zamuro. No. Um, he got into an online war with Mike from Maths. Remember the guy that <laughs> oh, I said yeah. was was worse than cancer at the Logies? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, through Cameo, he actually he got him to send a motivational message to a girl oh. called Ash, and it was hilarious. <laughs> You can do pranks. Um, and a big thank you to Andy on patreon.com slash neighbourspod. Andy upped his pledge um, just apropos of nothing, just unprompted. Thank you very much. Keeping the home fires burning, which is great because mum's just withdrawn her pledge. No, she's giving it to the baby. Oh. She's like, I'm going to take my Patreon pledge and put it into baby Dr. Carl's account. I'm like, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's really sweet. So, a couple of weeks in, your child's already a trust fund baby. Yeah, and just and and, and bloody pirate net <laughs> goes without <laughs> losing out. And we also have to say thank you to Stephanie who joined the Facebook group Neighbours Council. Yes, and Rachel and Gemma, who both answered our questions, which is very nice. Of them. Yeah, except one person, Elizabeth, just wrote nay. Oh. And I let Elizabeth in because I'm like, you know what? It's probably been a rough day for Elizabeth, and she was like. Nay. Nay. Like, come on in to the neighbours. Do we know she's not a horse? Don't know. And oh. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be human. No. We're mm. a diverse loving group. Yep. Mm. Why not? And what a diverse week. Doc, baby Dr. Carl's wearing his pride rainbows today. I've, we'll put photos up. And there's a new character that Neighbours just announced. Bloody full on timing for that announcement. Yeah. Levi Canning, which I think all Neighbours needed to do was not release a picture of his headshot in police uniform. I think all neighbours had to do was just put out a picture of beautiful Levi in his civvies and we would have gone about our long weekend none the wiser. I think so. And it's confusing from what I've seen of some spoiler shots that I guess we're introduced to Levi because of his role, Mm. which is weird because he's Sheila's grandson. So can't we just be introduced to him? As Sheila's grandson. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to go the new cop in town. Mm. You just go the new canning at the cannery. Um, but. But it actually raised a few questions for me, which was how many kids does Sheila have? Perfect Blend on Twitter said that there's five kids, of which Naomi is the only girl. Um, and then Jono in the council says um, that Sheila's children are Jeff, Trevor, Craig, Gary, and Naomi. What a sieve set, Vaya Pashos. That is just – that's really painted a geographical picture that has. I, f- I feel it's like the – have you heard of the Pettingill family? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that could well be them as well. <laughs> it's, it's a 
old school crime family from it's Melbourne. Family fit for a current affair. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen the the film Animal Kingdom, that's that's where you're going to find um, Jeff, Trevor, Craig, and Gary. But thrilled thrilled to have some more diversity. Uh, we've got um, a black actor playing Levi. Um, he, I'm really excited to see his appearance next week. And um, unfortunate timing, but. Hey, um, really big thank you to everyone who's gone to marches over the weekend for Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter Australia. A lot of us uh, weren't able to and just really appreciate those who did in our place. So thank you. Um, and CJ, you got a voice memo. CJ's been handling the administrative duties. Yeah, you remember on a Hey Dad, the, the, the receptionist, Betty? Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's me on Neighbours Pod <laughs> Gmail. Let's hope you don't have Mr Kelly hanging around you. I hope not. <laughs> in any form yeah google that guys um so we heard from allison who was she describes herself very well so i won't um but had a comment about the boobs boob week yeah and kate and i didn't record because we had the q a episode so i think let's hear the point of view from allison hi neighbors it's allison um you might remember me as Therese's breast cancer bosom buddy because um, we found lump at the very same time but we had very different treatment and hers was kind of finished and she was having checkups um, yeah while I was still going through my treatment um, I mentioned this to my oncologist and she kind of rolled her eyes and went is Dr Carl still at the hospital so that was, that was <laughs> a great little medical chat anyway um just had some thoughts about the gallery and the exhibition kind of of Ned's work um so obviously they had Ramsey Street residents um I don't Therese only had a very minor kind of lumpectomy didn't she but it would have been really good if they'd reached out to people other people who'd had different experiences with their cancer and actually had someone who was flat from having mastectomies or if they'd had reconstruction maybe featuring kind of the scars or um things like that just to kind of actually reflect it more on the people who've had their cancer um but obviously having to stick with the Ramsey Street residents they could actually use it as educational tool using them to kind of demonstrate signs to look out for because obviously people know about lumps but there's other things you can look out for such as um, changes in the skin, um, redness, you can have kind of where the skin dimples and looks a bit like orange peel um, and also nipples kind of pointing inwards and changing um, as well as nipple discharge so some signs that actually could have been artistically incorporated on each bust kind of teach people I mean I guess you, you might not want that in your house as much um but it could have been done kind of artistic sort of way with yeah different, different designs kind of representing the different symptoms to look out for so I mean obviously really good making awareness and I really liked the conversation that Chloe had about it's all very well kind of raising money for cancer but also thinking about the lesser known conditions and actually it's really good how Chloe's Huntington's just keeps kind of coming in in little ways and hopefully this might see some storyline where it kind of leads to more awareness. 
Can I just say though, I'm really thrilled with Ned and his and his endeavours. I think he's creepy. He just answered the commission. He didn't decide what it was. Yeah. Um, sh- um, why why doesn't he just become the handyman? Because he's. He's not. He's not the handsy There's, man. But he's he's, he's willing to put his you know do anything. He's a craftsman. He's like Billy Kennedy. He's got to get into fine arts. What's that um called again? Artisan. Yeah. Yeah. But he artisan. Was, yeah. yeah. When like you know instead of pickles, they're artisan pickles. <laughs> These were artisan boot casts. I, I, I might just say he's a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> fine. We can't all be that. Um, Shonda Rhimes wrote a book about the year when she said yes. That's Ned's, Ned's life now. He's just saying yes. Oh, except to the point where he said no to a job at Lasseter's. Yes, that's true. Yeah, but I would you can imagine working at Lasseter's. That's a work safe claim waiting to happen. Just go back and bloody tote the bags again, Ned. That's all you need to no, do. He's going to do his back like Paul Mercurio. Yep. That's a ticking time bomb, that situation. This is business, it's not personal. We need to look get stuck in here because I go away from this pod for two weeks and people are hopping into the sack in multiples. Now, before you went and had yourself a baby, I kept on watching Neighbours ahead of time because I couldn't control myself. We've already talked about this. Um, but I read a description of Monday's episode a couple of weeks back. I said, Vaya, they're trying to make it so you can't stop podcasting and i said to cj there is not a single storyline they could put on that would make me interested right at this moment as i'm about to give birth so i just cut and pasted the episode synopsis which said chloe and pierce are apprehensive about bringing naomi into the bedroom and i was like okay cool i'll be back ring a ding ding yeah see you guys on (laughs) see you guys at the end of the first week of june (laughs) (laughs) like you got me i mean i'm here what do you need and what a fizzer god it had so much promise well, I mean, I'm very interested. I'm very – well, I think – well, let's just say it. At the end of the Friday episode, we were going into it perhaps going to have a threesome, all of us, all of the neighbours community were going <laughs> into this bedroom. Um, and then the Monday's episode, as it unfolds, it tells us what happened, which yeah. was, as you said, a fizzle. Yeah, they yadda, yadda, yadda over it. Mm. <laughs> Chloe was just sitting there looking like a nervous Stepford wife beforehand. Yeah. And I was like, is a weird afternoon encounter really the, 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 the most, the, the best choice for this? For a couple that run the hotel where they have access to the penthouse suite and they kick the teenagers out of the house for the night. Well, but even then, like kicking the teenagers out, that's only like a, a couple of hours. They could come back anytime. A few years ago, I wrote some articles for a, a website, a positive sex website, and I wrote an article about how to have a, a, th- a successful threesome. Oh, give us, give us your top tips, Dr. Dolly. So one of them was definitely not to have it in your home. Oh. And I'm going to suggest another one might be to have a safe word in place. I mean, yeah. what, about, what about recreational drugs? Would that help? Yeah. Would definitely <laughs> Naomi had the right idea by bringing a bottle of bubbles. Yeah. And definitely, Chloe, you should eat first. Yeah. You don't oh, want to be, no, be worrying about your Uber Eats while you're getting maybe this. Maybe she's got some IBS or something. But also, don't have any gluten or anything that might puff you up. Just a, yeah, like a green juice or something. Oh, no, that flushes things out. Okay, no, I don't know what I'm doing. I've got to read the article. <laughs> um, we'll be talking like brat diet here, like the, the 
was it bread, rice, apple sauce, and toast? Yeah, that sounds like the appropriate things to mm. be having. But um, so in your home, um, you know, there was lots of other things, but I would have been much more interested. I'm sure that everyone is going to agree in if they had done it and the relationship fallout. Yeah, I really wanted mm. them to have done it. Yeah. So what we got is that Chloe. Uh, Naomi instigated it. Like they, they got to the house. Naomi put the moves on Chloe. Chloe f- had a freak out and pulled the pin. Yeah. And I want to say that while I would have liked them to have had the threesome, um, you can revoke consent at any time. Yeah. So, fine. And Naomi did – that was one of her ground rules. It was no one needs to do anything they don't want to do tonight. Yeah. Great. Yeah, but I mean, probably have some drinks and then everyone can do what they really want to do. <laughs> and I've got to bring up this comment from Matt in the Neighbours Council, one of my favourite comments. This was a re- reaction to Friday when the, the our, our awesome threesome are in the, the sex tub, mm. just, you know, loosening the... Oh, take, do not turn those jets on. <laughs> there's, st- there's still bits of Hamish in those jets. Well, maybe that's why the mood was glum. But stay in the tub. Don't get out. Yeah. Don't get out oh, and have yeah. more conversations. Stay in there. Get, get dehydrated in the tub mm-hmm. and drink more alcohol. Mm-hmm. And you're already half-dressed. Mm-hmm. You're halfway there. Yeah. So Matt observes, bloody hell, Pierce, you're stinking rich, built like a Greek god, you're sitting in a hot tub between two intelligent, funny, sexy women, and you look thoroughly depressed. Aren't we supposed to relate to soap characters? <laughs> I, I feel he's, you know that song, um, you know, where is my beautiful wife? <laughs> Letting the days go by. I, I just think that's him. I think he's sitting there going, I'm a billionaire. Why am I in Sheila Canning's murder tub? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did originally before going into that tub, they did suggest going up to that um, rooftop pool. Um, oh. that somebody spent some money on that pool and they are going to use that yeah. as often as Th- they like. There was a scene where Tarage just wandered up out there to look for Naomi mm. and she wasn't there and she wandered back down again. I'm like, there's half a morning on location for that scene. Yeah. But, you know, she does patrol well, so I don't mind seeing her patrol. Um, But afterwards, Naomi decides to debrief to her nephew and she said, basically, I sexually harassed both my bosses. Yeah, and she didn't have a lot. I mean, that's kind of what – Naomi triggered herself there. Yeah. I mean, it's – I I would not have gone back. I would not have gone back to put my notice in. What would you have done? I would have gone on that plane. <laughs> I would have gotten my yellow taxi and gone straight to LA. Just email it in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. I, maybe I would have sent a friend. Yeah, I once did that. Yeah. For our friend, one of her first jobs in uni at a hotel and she was too embarrassed to quit. So I just dropped off her letter of resignation at the front desk to yeah. Ned at the concierge desk. Um, it was a hotel, wasn't it? It was probably less yeah, it is. Maybe this is what happened. <laughs> What? Yeah, we, now we, it uncovers. But I oh, – something else I was going to say there. Do we before or after? But Kate, you just mentioned the magic word there, nephew, because yeah. there's a bit of a familial tie here. Naomi was about to I, – I have a diagram great. right here just for you, Vaya yeah, Naomi was about to do the deed with her nephew's ex-lover. Yep. Chloe. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to put this picture up in the council. Yeah, Kate's, but made, her, Kate's made her own COVID safe app. Basically, I can connect 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 
13. Uh, basically, I can connect 13 different current characters. Well, actually, 14. If we're going to go back to just before, you know, end game. So. Intimately, intimately. Intimately. So Pierce has obviously slept with his wife, Chloe. But Chloe has slept with Coyle, who slept with Roxy. Chloe also slept with Ellie, who slept with Sean. And Ellie has also slept with Finn, who slept with B, who slept with Ned, who slept with Yashri. And Ellie slept with Mark, and Mark slept with Ellie, and Ellie slept with Chloe. Wait. I just ruined it. No, no, no. (laughs) I've ruined your nice diagram, sorry. Going back to Chloe, Chloe is, you know, Chloe slept with Naomi, who slept with Paul, who slept with Tarage, who slept with Gazcan. Yuck. <laughs> can you pop um, Prue in there any, anyway? Can oh, yeah, Gaz again? can. Yeah, Prue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Endgame. Yeah, yeah, well, she's, yeah, there we go. We're getting Prue in here. So, if, if look, if we're going to take it back to characters who are here at Endgame, we're getting Mark Brennan in. <laughs> this is actually more effective than the government's COVID safe app, I've got to say. Yeah. Imagine, imagine the contact traces there. They'd be like... Everyone's everyone's been near everyone in that street. So poor old Clive is feeling like he's um, feeling like Naomi hates him, basically. So he's trying to make, think of all these ways to make it up to her, like invite her around for dinner. And no, she's you know wanting to go off to bang her boss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then he decides that he wants to take her out on a special day trip. Ah, yes, she likes a hard-working man working hard. Oh, I've got tickets for a tournament at the Alexandra Root and Odd Show. Ute and Rod Show. Do you want to come? I can't. Oh, what is wrong with you? Clive is trying his very best. Can't you meet him halfway? I can't come because I won't be in Australia. I've booked a ticket to LA. You're leaving? When? Tonight. What a beautiful man. He's not there for his girlfriend in her time of grief, but... Bloody hell, he comes with, comes in with the extracurricular activities later, doesn't he? Good old Naomi. Once she finds out that she thinks that that Clive thinks he, he doesn't like her, she's all like, no, nah, I really like you. You're a good boyfriend to her. She's like, I've got shit on. I've got some shit going on. Also, she's like, it's not about us. You treat her good and that's all I care about. Yeah, she's she's an adult. It's actually pretty rare to see an adult in Erinsborough. Mm. Now, where's Naomi? Naomi, like Mary Poppins, has flown in. She's charmed us all again, charmed mm. the street, and she's grabbed her umbrella and off she's flown. Yep, she's clicked her heels a few times yeah. back to LA, yeah. she goes. Yeah. Um, so she's going back with nowhere to live and no job because she's just left all those things we know, we hear. And I tell you, look, I know LA is in a certain despair at the moment, but also it's not a place you'd want to go without a plan. Well, a lot of, look... A lot of, and Sheila name-dropped them, a lot of um, failed actors do head over there without a plan. <laughs> she was looking at one of them while she was saying it too. Yeah, you, yeah you've got to have at least an email address. But she knows Emmy. She'll go stay with Emmy and Daniel. Yeah, I guess, look, she's, she lived there for a while. She's got some contacts. But also, I assume somebody's taken her job at the Wrestling Foundation by now. So, But, you know, you do need good PR. And she's an excellent... PR person, which, by the way, is not what she does when she's at Erinsborough. She does event planning, which are different things. It's like when I used to work at the radio station and I was a rece- I started off as a receptionist 
and then I went away and did other stuff like TV and, you know, but when they call you back, they still want you to do admin. It's like, I can do other shit now, guys. Yeah. But this segues into something that comes back later in the week, an issue with the Chloe Pierce relationship because mm. they realised that what they never had was a conversation about Chloe's sexuality. Yeah, I think – so they mentioned that they have they have a different relationship, which, by the way, I thought was cute. Like, I know that Chloe has her health issues, but also, like, the relationship's not that different, mate. Like, it is quite basic. Um, he's beautiful. You're beautiful. He's got a lot of money. Okay. You're, you're about to die. Cl- yeah. Chloe and Naomi were really fun and wild and adventurous and Pierce is basic. Yeah. And suddenly was like, oh, I once, like, pushed – Someone uh, who was in a... Pashtastrupa. Pashtastrupa, yeah. Well oh. that, mate. Oh, it's better than... It's better than Mark Brennan. <laughs> Welcome to heteronormativity. I just wanted to go, I went on this TV show where I dated 20 <laughs> women. <laughs> he, he was kind of... He's, he's perplexed by Chloe's sexuality, isn't he? And, yeah, as she said, like, I'm bisexual, but, like, I'm currently with you. I chose you, your gender, everything that goes along with you. So that's all we need to really worry about. It's like if it was a heterosexual couple, it's like saying, oh, I've chosen you, like I'm a girl and I've chosen a a man and now I'm missing out on all other men. It's like, yeah, you are, but you've chosen a monogamous relationship so they're irrelevant, those other dudes. And I always – Chloe's definitely bisexual. She's she's come out on the show. Um, But also she's very fluid as well. And so I don't really imagine her being really stuck up on which gender she's married to or anything like that. It seems a bit out of character. If anything, it could have been a great opportunity to discuss monogamy and ethical non-monogamy and polyamory and all that jazz. Could be, but it didn't, it didn't look like uh, Chloe and Pierce were prepared at all for any idea of their relationship not being basic, does it? Um, but I would have liked that a lot. Like I said, I would have liked um, – to talk about the aftermath more. It was kind of like, you know, on Neighbours when instead of there being an abortion, the ba- there's just a mysterious miscarriage. Yeah, someone falls down the stairs, like, like cross, oh no, crossroads. Oh no. Poor Todd Landers gets hit, hit by a van and then, <laughs> van. then his baby mama decides not to have the abortion and then she's visited by his ghost in the mirror. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, that storyline kind of felt like that to me. We didn't have to see the threesome, but like the aftermath would have been so much more interesting. Even if they'd just done third base or something yeah i mean that's still a threesome you know we have established that it doesn't matter what you do (laughs) bill clinton it's still yeah it's still sex still intimacy (laughs) yeah so tuesday brings about a pride week it's on again in neighbors this year fantastic because we it's not just they do mardi gras and then forget about the queer issues for the rest of the year, they go, no, well, there's another big date in the queer calendar and it's Pride Week. And they, they get to wheel out their, their Everyone's Welcome in Erinsborough banner again. And their glitz. And they pay us back because last year for Mardi Gras, we ran into Courtney Act. Yes. And that's planted the seed for Courtney Act to basically be the star of this whole week. I want to know what Lassiter's would have had to pay a bomb for that because she did three different events. See, my, my question was Courtney Act didn't already have a gig for Pride Week? 100%. I reckon this is like sometimes I think COVID will be weaved into the story 
outside. What's it called? I'm sure there's a TV term for this, Vale. When we we make up, we fill in the dots later oh, on. Head cannon. Yep, there we go. It's it's cannon, but it's only in our heads. Yep, yeah. It's like a head canning, I guess. <laughs> um, so, um, so in my theory, Courtney Act was booked overseas, and then <gasps> the couldn't closed. go, come back, or even on the state. Yeah. Queensland. Sydney, yeah. Yeah, Gold Coast. She's going to go and sing out with What's Her Face. Up at Jupiter's. Yeah. On the Gold Coast. Madison Robinson. Yeah. Borders closed. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Madison would definitely be a warm-up act, not the main (laughs) show for Courtney. You know what the most delightful part was? When um, Shane Janik um, came in and was flirting with Sheila at the bar. I loved it. Shane was super um, easygoing and natural in with the cast. He was – I think he's been one of the best guest cast I've seen in a long while. Definitely. Yeah, and but I tell you what, they may have paid a fortune, but they got banged for buck. Courtney and Shane were there the whole week. Yeah, um, and run through some of the events that Courtney was booked to host. Uh, it started off with a drag bingo. I'm for that. Yeah, yeah. which um, also brought in our other returning character of the week, um, Mackenzie's dad, Grant. New steps, new steps. <laughs> I swear, every time I see him, I go, remember when he was a heartthrob? Oh, he was a heartthrob. Well, because also Courtney Act compliments him. Like, oh, you're a bit of a looker. I'm like, well, you should see Strictly Ballroom, mate. Yeah, you should have seen him when he did those Bonds hats. And how does Shane know Sheila? Because she's viral, mate. She's the cranky granny. Crank- she's viral. She's the cranky granny. One of the best storylines Way back when I think we started podcasting, that happened because they referred to Shane referred to Sheila's beehive, which Colette brought up with us. In she her, hates yeah, it, yeah, and she was willing to bring it back for Courtney Act. Um, yeah, and I think I love this. Has got to be the most bought up storyline ever on Neighbours. Cranky like, Granny, yeah, up. it's just constantly and it was back. basically Sheila like cut sick at someone at some homophobes in the waterhole. Oh, was it about Christos? Possibly, and she just became this ally. Yeah, I think Nate and Christos yeah. were maybe playing pool, and yeah. somebody came in and like I don't know had a go at them, yeah. and they'd been drinking too much or something. But she had a real go at them, and she was a little bit like having a go because she was cranky granny but then it went viral as an ally yeah and then she really embraced her role yeah yeah um but the reason why shane was in the waterhole was he was there to have a meeting with paul and this went tits up because <laughs> paul's like i don't want to speak to this bland man yeah bugger off do you think gals this was in character for paul because sometimes he does do a bit of okay boomer gear like mistaking a drag queen's alter ego for just an, a nobody. But sometimes he is clued in. Like he wanted influencers at his PR launch. I think that it was actually perfect because, um, you know, I – even as a non-boomer, we sh- we realise that even when somebody is – Paul's an ally. You know, he he booked the, the, the Mardi Gras. He – had parties at the thing. He the, he's very supportive of his son. Yeah, he'll he'll you know buy a kid for his he would gay son. Them, yeah, probably a couple really. Yeah. Um, and he 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 would put himself as an ally of the queer community. Mm. However, it doesn't mean if you have bought yourself your allyship that you can hands off say whatever you want from this point on. So I thought it was great because it actually put a little bit of diversity. 
into how to treat the queer community because it wasn't like, oh, Paul's fine because he's got a gay son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when he finally meets Courtney in the Lassiter's reception, he like falls over himself because he's he is one for a pretty blonde lady. When you go back to the Izzy era, like Courtney's very attractive in the way Izzy was. Mm. Yeah. And look, and he, the minute he meets Courtney, he just turns on his Paul thing, but Courtney's having none of. And then she takes him for a ride. Yeah. Like puts up her demands for the rider in her hotel room, which was incredible. Uh, Kombucha in two different flavours, wasn't it? Which I thought was a very reasonable request. (laughs) I I think that she should have said, I want the sugar-free kombucha because that one's harder to find. And the Egyptian cotton sheets. She wanted 800 thread count Egyptian cotton sheets, which normal hotel sheets have got a higher thread count than that. Yeah, wouldn't they have like a thousand? Yeah, What's at that least. one of the dares that's like the softest sheets ever? It's like a two billion count or something. Yeah, but look, as a sheet designer, <laughs> the 800 ain't lasting long in a hotel. Like, Courtney, aim higher. Mm. Strange choices. Um, but so she's there to do, yeah, she does drag bingo. And then she does a song and dance act at mm. the waterhole as well. It's like day and night affair. Yeah, it was – yeah, you're right. It was day and night. It was like there was no real time. Before we recorded this podcast, you were like, oh, the di- the day's all the same. When I was watching Friday's episode, I thought, that's what Courtney Act's time at, 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 at Lassiter's is like. She's just like, oh, cool, I'll go on for my two hours in the afternoon and then a couple of hours at night. Courtney Act's agenda is March 2020. It's just endless. But Paul, Paul um, when Courtney says that she's doing a, a drag show and he's like, oh, have you got – Drag queens, and then she does this whole thing where she's kind of pointing at her hair, you know, a bit of a head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and then smiles at him. And Paul, this is like literally the most ludicrous moment of Paul's life. He goes, What? (laughs) He didn't realize. Record record scratch. Didn't realize Courtney was in drag. That, That baffled me. I thought, Yeah, I thought the penny dropped in him going, Oh, this is Courtney Act's alter ego. No, he didn't even realise he was talking to a drag queen. That, that, that's where, you know, you, you talk about how you suspend disbelief. That, that was yeah. a really tough pill to swallow. You know, you know why they had to put it on Paul? Because Gazcan would have been the loser that would have worn that storyline previously. Oh, yeah. Gazcan would have tried it on. A hundred percent he would have. I don't know. Probably that... succeeded yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, Courtney might have heard the rumours. Yeah. Um, and then, so Courtney, uh, Courtney's other gig is to, like, introduce Pride Festival mm. um, and then brings up um, Pierce and Chloe. It's been pretty icy over at Castle Grayson. Um, we have this tidbit from Hendrix that um, Pierce has this beloved Slipknot oh, band yeah, I've T-shirt. Down, yeah, an autographed Slipknot T-shirt. Did you pick him for a Slipknot fan? Heck no, not at all. Um, when I bought my house, the kid's bedroom had two teenage boys living in it and their walls were completely wallpapered with Slipknot posts. <laughs> That is terrifying. <laughs> it was it was alarming. There was no photos of it online, funnily enough. <laughs> wow. Just So maybe there are layers to Pierce. What an enigma. Yeah, I mean, I think we forget that Pierce wasn't always a billionaire. Mm. I think, look, he's, he's a new bo- money. He's Nickelback. He's not Slipknot. He's Nickelback. You are 100% right. Um, I just want to bring up one little error, continuity error. Well, maybe it wasn't a continuity error. It was just weird placement of characters. Earlier in the day... Dippy gives Mackenzie a gift for Pride that she says is from Yashvi. She's like, Yashvi, sorry, she can't come. She's got night classes. And then Yashvi is at the waterhole with Ned at his tattoo stand. A tattoo or 
face painting, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, look, I did a bit of that when I was a fairy doing kids' birthday parties. <laughs> did you draw unicorns on people's arms? Um, rainbows, yes, love hearts. Yeah, I, I'm not as skilled as Ned. I couldn't manage a unicorn. Hmm. Moons and stars and flowers, yeah. I was like, poor Ned. Why don't you actually be a tattooist, Ned? Or a face painter. There's some very skilled face painters out there. Yeah. My, my son has had strong connections with face painters from pubs. <laughs> oh, my God. So my favourite part of the week was um, Courtney's makeovers <gasps> of Sheila and Ned. Yeah. This I mean, is, oh, what a crowning glory. Basically, this whole episode of this podcast should be about those two, Ned and Sheila. What an amazing. Sheila in a bustier. Looking very Jessica Rabbit. And, and oh, fishnets, was it? She looked stunning. What a pair of pins on, Colette Man. Yes, and Courtney mentioned that at the exact moment I was about to say, look at those pins in my head. Courtney says, look at those pins. My gosh. And Ned is admiring the artistry that goes into drag makeup. And so Courtney's like, sit on down, girlfriend. You have got a good face there. And Hendo is trying to muscle in like, oh, I'm cute. He says, I'm the most attractive man here. <laughs> uh, so... I loved it. He got some glitter stubble and he looked beautiful. Ned, yeah. He he did look like a very beautiful woman. I I wondered how you felt about that. I was really proud of him. I thought he wore it really well. And I really enjoyed a bit of his musicality, Ben Hall's musicality coming out when he was doing the fashion show and the dance moves. Although I would say that I'm sure that Ben Hall could have done a lot better Unlike Unlike his dad, Drab, he didn't go the full Kip Gamblin pirouettes. He did the daggy dancing like Ned would. Sometimes I forget about that. <laughs> did, did you guys pick up on the other fashion at, at the, um, that event? So there, there was somebody dressed in what I can only describe as a pink toilet dolly dress. Oh, that sounds like an excellent um, choice. Darren went their classic um, Peter Allen look as well. Yeah. Um, there was a chambray cowgirl. Oh. And then there was this older dude in a galaxy print jacket and, and um, shorts. No, but I did enjoy Hendrix with his masquerade mask. Mm. He'd gone back to the um, to Guy Fawkes night costume box. I really enjoyed that Hendrix. At one point, um, it's pointed out um, Mackenzie's worried about Hendrix because Hendrix is worried about his dad, and and that's a big issue for Mackenzie being worried about your dad. Um, and Hendrix's like, no, I want to be here at Pride. Like this is important to me, and I just I really enjoy his blandening is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, not so much blandening, but he's he's de shit bagging. Hmm. Uh, with Richie. No, um, he's as well. But yeah. Hendrix just really, like, I'm supportive of my LGBT friends. I'm here I flying feel, the flag. I feel he was like that from the start, though, Hendrix. I agree because Hendrix didn't care what Mackenzie's story was. He and was just like, you're the hottest girl at the party. Mm. Um, I think that was what he yeah. said, um, which I enjoyed. He was very, like, a, he had a, you know, a post-feminist attitude of, oh, I don't really, like, that's not important to me. Um, so I'm not about labels. I'm not about labels. But how about Richie? I, I feel like Richie is following the, the coil path. He's gone from being a shitty kind of rapey kind of guy to, to like, just being awesome. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying him. Head to toe in pink. Yeah. Meeting the father. Well, he's a pride mate. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I mean? It. I would wear pink. Love these woke teens. Yeah. Um. Um. I did also enjoy Courtney referring to Ned as the secret diva beneath. Like we're going <laughs> to unearth your secret diva. And they were called the Glamour Granny and Dame Nettie Melba. 
It's an old one, but I'll pay it. And I really feel that they weren't planned and Courtney just threw them off. I loved them. She's got doing some some script punch-ups while she's there. <laughs> Look, I think we're probably not going to talk too much about D, Toadie, Andrea, Heather situations. Because cause it's the least camp thing of the week. That and, you know... That there's clearly more to come, right? Well, basically, Toadie's lost another wife due to Heather. He has, he has. Um, but so essentially, Toadie, Toadie's never been happy that Andrew, that Dee wants to know her sister and then her mother, um, but now they have broken up. And, well, now Dee wants to know who her dad is. She does. Great question. Yeah. And um, it sounds like Heather had a few few options floating around at the time, a few candidates. But eventually it turns out that it was a guy called Pete Wilson, which sounds like he might be in the Beach Boys. <laughs> I love that for him. That, that, is, that would be a difficult Facebook search, looking for Pete Wilson. Yeah. She only had two options that came up. I was trying to look up my new friend called Avneet the other day and I still had 16 options come up. Mm. So Peter Wilson's going to have a few. But she um she wants um Dr. Carl to track him down because apparently he had a – yeah, an accident or something. But I was like, what a great choice. Get on to old mate with his Ancestry.com.au subscription. He's going to find Pete Wilson for sure. What about, Kate, another name nerd tidbit for us is um, Heather reveals the name she was going to give Dion, by the way. She drops yes. Dee's full name. Annabelle. Annabelle, which was on your name list. That was my daughter, Baby Madge, was like seconds from being called Annabelle. Andrea and Annabelle. I feel like if you gave away Annabelle, I'd look at Andrea and be like, mm, I'll just go the switcheroo and maybe you can be called Annabelle. Oh, no. yeah. it's, like, it's like the snack os versus the, the, the shapes, isn't it? She gave away the shapes. She's stuck, stuck, stuck with the snack os. She's got the Aldi brand, Andrea. One great thing I thought was that Carl got a bit of tough love from B and Ellie. Um, they told him that he, if he's got spare time to search for bloody Pete Wilson – they can, he can put that time and energy into his marriage. Yeah, I thought that was an amazing pull-out line from Ellie. Put it into your wife. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. an isolated line I didn't think I'd hear from neighbours in yeah. threesome week. But also there was a bookend to that time that B looked at Susan and said, Susan, no. And she said, Carl, no. Well, there's definitely going to be more on that. But Carl and Susan are off, off away. They're going to do the, um, the Grey Nomad tour of Australia. Yeah. I mean, I like that for them. Like, um... Like Miriam Margulies. Oh, oh my goodness. I was going to talk about this at the end in recommendations. But, um, yeah, on the ABC at the moment, there's been a Miriam Margulies uh, series called Almost Australian because she's she's now an Australian citizen and she is a goddamn worldwide treasure. She's not just a national treasure. And I really recommend it to everybody, like Aussie or um, our UK listeners as well. Just try and find it somehow online. Um, but it's a really interesting insight into um, race and class differences in Australia and she's exploring the concept of Australian mateship and hands down recommend it to everybody if you'd like an insight into the current situation. Yeah, if Carl and Susan do a trip anything like that, we're going to be in for a treat. She meets an Afghani man at an op shop near me and it's just you will cry when you hear his story. She cried, I cried, the Afghani guy cried. Um, now, baby Dr. Carl, speaking of, is squeaking. Uh, so we might be – our time might be up in this pod, so we should do Citizen or Citizen maybe. In a week full of glitzy sequined citizens, I reckon. All right. Well, I'll go first. I'm going to go for 
the Shittizen for just the threesome not happening. <laughs> so a three Shittizen. Yeah. One of you can probably make that into a word better than me. No, I can't. Three glum. Three no. three Shittizen. Shitter thrice. No. What's the other word for threesome? Three-way. Menage a trois. Yeah. Menage a shit. Great. Yeah. So all three. Yeah, all of them. Get your pants off and get to it. (laughs) I've got a citizen this week and it's to Courtney Act. Yes. What a shining example of how to be a guest star on Neighbours. Well, we've got to do Ned. Friend of the pod. Uh, what's his name? Dame Nettie Melba for those chiseled cheekbones in that drag makeup and didn't flinch once, not like bloody Mackenzie's dad, Mercurio, but finally said, called Mackenzie his daughter. Well, congratulations on doing the bare minimum, mate. Why don't you do a little bit more? It's Pride Week. Yeah. Well, I agree. I did clap. It was love, was lovely moment, but you know, yeah. yeah, let's do a little bit more, mate. Get your compo from Toadie and be a better human. Um, and next week, I reckon we're going to be talking a lot about the Foster storyline. Oh, it's oh, ramping up. Hang yeah. on. We didn't mention that Aaron raging out at the end of his Foster interview, which I yeah. felt is probably there's a time and a place to get really angry. And it's probably not at the person judging how volatile you are as a person. Yeah, he probably could have just said, um, look, I appreciate you questioning, but um, we've, pre- we've experienced a lot of prejudice and we mm. can handle and this. Then, our, our relationship can handle this. And then write a really firm letter look i don't know i mean it's was it was an offensive question but probably not winning your points in terms of your anger management skills oh look they just won me i clapped so (laughs) great to see you all in the human flesh for at a 1.5 meter distance yeah it's been so lovely so nice to get the gang back together with our newest little member i can't wait for him to meet the other nabobs and follow in their footsteps um, thank you all online for your well wishes, um, particularly on the Neighbours Council on Facebook and at our Gmail address, neighbourspod at gmail.com. And, and my accounts, Vaya Pashos or Vays on Instagram. And I am CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm at Remude on Twitter. And you can find our back catalogue on neighbourspod.com. And don't forget to rate or review us on Apple Podcasts. And same with my new podcast, Daily Baby. <laughs> yeah. Catch it any weekday of the week, right? Yep. yep. Thanks, gang. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Now, whether you're part of a queer community or you're an ally, I think the pride is the most fabulous time of year.